0: Bye.
1: This is episode 222 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal DeQuincy.
2: Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a good week. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, excited. Like, we're getting closer.
2: Yes. Talking about baseball again today. Opening day is Thursday. Speaking of which, have you gone to look at the opening day schedule?
1: No, no, I haven't.
2: There's only one game that's on national TV.
1: Is it the Astros?
2: Yep. It's the um, Astros versus White Sox on ESPN. That's it.
1: Wow. Really? That's weird.
2: That's great. I, I don't
1: get it. Like, you I, think they would play a West Coast game later, like later that night?
2: Have something on Fox or somebody. Mm-hmm. I know – or cable TV, something. You tell me, MLB Network can't cover a game. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like baseballs keeps trying to get more fans in, and it seems like a lot of problems that baseball has are self inflicted. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't your t- why aren't your um, your games on national TV? Why are you putting so many games on like Apple TV? Where people, like, need a subscription now to watch it. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you making it so difficult for people to watch the games? I don't understand it.
1: Especially on day one. Yeah. I can see making it a little more difficult as the season progresses. But day one, you're just like, already, screw them. You know, there are no free. You get one freebie. And it involves a team that very few people care about, care about and a team that suddenly a lot of people really don't like.
2: Yeah. Presently excluded. Yeah. If Mob could, they would not be showing the Astros. They'd have us on channel 9072, right. something like that. Yeah. But they are the champs. So they get the um, – opening day national tv broadcast but it's just crazy how there's no other game on yeah. international it's like especially now with all these rsn's failing mm-hmm. and i guarantee i'm gonna get a call from my grandma asking where the astros games are right what starts on friday um,
1: and, and um, not, not only that but not even like not even capitalizing off the success i mean i think we can all say it was a success of the the world baseball classic yes that final at bat like was insane like that's something that people will be talking about for years and um like why wouldn't you play as many you know show as many games you know to a broad audience especially yeah. the los angeles angels at this point you know they might not be very good Mm-hmm. But this is the best chance to really put a spotlight on that team early on because, you know, Otani is one of the biggest, if not the biggest star in baseball right now. And Trout is right next to him, like neck and neck with him.
0: Yeah. And
1: That's whoever cool. they're playing, you know, is probably better than them anyways and uh, could, you know, use some spotlight as well.
2: Uh, like every Otani start should be on national TV every time. Like if I was a, a Fox executive and I saw like the angels were taking on the Astros and Otani was pitching, I'd beg for that game to be on Fox TV. I beg for it. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels to me like the owners are more interested in making money than actually growing the game.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. But if you grow the game, you'll make more money.
1: <laughs> right.
2: All right. Enough of me complaining about um, Manfred's league. We're here to talk about the AL East. A lot of good teams in the East this year. We hope. Um, did you get a lot of studying again?
1: <laughs> a little bit, not uh, a lot. I
2: might throw some 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 questions at you, So you got the answers.
1: You can, you can try.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm so disappointed. So disappointed. So, like the other podcast, we are going through every team in the East, starting from the bottom. To the top, uh, according to the Pacoda 2023 predict projections. So, we're going to start with the Baltimore Orioles. Last year, first year over 500 in a while, they went 83 and 79. Pacoda has them at 74 and 88, a nine game decrease. Man, uh, well, look. Before we start, I want to say one thing about the Baltimore Orioles. They were the team that disappointed me the most in the offseason. They're flush with cash. They're nowhere near the salary cap because they got all these young players in there, and they just sat on the sidelines and did nothing to improve their team. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Like, how much better would this team be with someone like Carlos Rodon or, like – Carlos Correa on them right now
1: yeah it's interesting I didn't even realize I mean it makes sense but I didn't really didn't realize how much money they do have to spend
2: it's a ridiculous amount because it's so
1: and after a successful year like 2022 mm-hmm. relative to the many years <laughs> of just you know um Ob- object failure is that what you're looking for that's exactly you would, um, wouldn't you think to capitalize on it and and add some pieces here and there but you know I mean, ownership yeah. that ownership group has uh, I think raised you know they, they've definitely um, I, I don't want to say raise I guess raise some eyebrows just in terms of what they do and you know getting rid of players and not going after players and things like that
2: yeah I'm looking on Spot Track right now, showing their estimated uh, tax base of $160 million. Let's see, the highest paid player on their team right now is Kyle Gibson. He'll make $10 million this year. You wanna know who number two is?
1: He's is Adam Frazier. Yes, at $8
2: million. Do you know who it should be? Cedric Mullins. No, Chris Davis, because he's got a deferred salary of $9.1 million. Oh, my
1: God. He's, oh, I love deferred salaries, to be honest with you. I love when I hear about players who have been retired for 10 years and still making money off, off of the deferred payment.
2: Yeah, because we love Bobby Benilia Day. And do you know who's, like, the second or third highest player on the Cincinnati Reds right now?
1: On the Cincinnati Reds? Yeah. Uh, No, I don't.
2: That would be one, Ken Griffey Jr. Still. Still. Oh. he's they still, The Reds are still pay- paying him this year and next year. Next year will be the last year for them. Yeah. Oh, he's Amazing. nice to mind, stuff like that. But yeah, back to Orioles, like I said, um, back to Orioles, sorry. They were my disappointment team during the offseason because they have a lot of talent everywhere on this team.
1: They do. I mean, looking at their 2022 stats, I mean, this this team had, you know, had some pop in the lineup. Uh, guys that get on base can steal bases. Cedric Mullins, you know, another guy that – another fantasy team – a fantasy player I had on my team that –
2: does you
1: he? know benefit from his stolen bases but you know um but you know so he's definitely a guy that i've, you know, I've noticed for the past few years um,
2: he's a guy that i want the astros to trade for for about two seasons and counting now
1: i mean he's definitely emerged as one of the best leadoff men in baseball
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know the past couple of years Yeah, one of yeah, the best uh,
2: center fielders in the game right now.
0: He
2: mm-hmm. backed up. They got Adley Rusher playing um catcher. Is he already the best catcher in the league right now? Uh who I, do you put over him.
1: The best catcher in baseball right now?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're going hot. We're shooting out hot takes right here, right now. Man, I
1: don't I, I can't can't name anybody I mean the first player that would come to mind would be JT real Muto just because he was already just in the World Series and he's got a proven bat for the catcher position and he's not completely old but you know uh, that would be the first player come to mind that comes to mind. But, look, he won the rookie of the – Rushman was the rookie of the year – or, no, he was second in rookie of the year voting last year. Um, All right, let's play a little game. Okay. All right.
2: I'm just going to ask you, would you rather have Adley Rushman or this player to be
0: named, all right? Okay.
2: All right. Rushman or Real Muto? Real Muto. Rushman or Sean Murphy?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go Murphy. Murphy, all right.
2: 28 years old. He got he got traded to the Braves in the offseason. season. Rushman hmm. or Kyle Rowley?
1: I don't know who he is.
2: Seattle catcher.
1: Um the Seattle Catcher.
2: The Seattle Catcher?
1: Yeah. How do you spell his last name?
2: Uh spell it R-A-L-E-I-G-H.
1: Oh, okay. Cal Gotcha. I thought you said Kyle.
2: My oh, sorry. Uh Rushman or Will Smith. Uh do,
0: do, 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 do.
1: Trying to look up these players, like as quickly as I can, so I can do a quick comparison. That's all right, man. Um,
2: I wish I had the ages on here, but yeah,
1: freshman
2: yeah. Will Smith.
1: Right now, I'm saying all of these players over Rushman because they are not that much older than him, mm-hmm. and they're on winning teams. That, uh, that you know, like. You need a, a competent catcher mm-hmm. to lead a winning team, to, to to make sure a winning team, um, that the pitching staff operates as smoothly as possible.
2: So, you're picking Smith over Rushman, yeah? All right, Rushman or Travis Denard, Rushman, Rushman over, uh, um, Alejandro Kirk, uh.
0: Um, I'm gonna go Kirk. Okay,
2: Rushman over Jose Trevino.
0: Rushman, oh, Rushman, yeah,
2: Rushman or Wilson Contreras. Oh. I
0: can think. Do 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 do.
1: <laughs> I'll go Contreras.
2: Okay. And last one to Russia over or Jonah him He was a catcher for Texas last year. He will still be there this
1: year. Hmm. Russian.
2: All right. I'm, I'm telling you, I was looking at Fangraph's war for catchers. So every catcher I named was a top 10 catcher last year. Rushman was second, only um, he only he was on behind only Riomuto, mm-hmm. but I think I take Rushman over all those guys really? so he, he, yeah he's only twenty five,
1: mm-hmm. yeah but these other guys aren't that much older. Most of them, Denard definitely is, Contreras is.
2: Hmm. none of those guys had a higher walk percentage than rushman or a lower strikeout percentage except for oh three guys smith kirk and dravino had lower strikeout percentage so he's already the best that he walks and he doesn't strike out much and mm-hmm. uh, young for uh, being a catcher handling that pitching staff at a young age i yeah i probably take him over all these other guys
1: I can't argue with the numbers. The numbers definitely don't lie. I mean, if his war was that much better than everybody else, uh, but this is, I mean, if his war was that much better than everybody else, then obviously this is a guy you, you know, you must have in your lineup if you're the the Orioles and you're very lucky to have a guy who's that young and already that uh that capable of handling the uh, the big league load. Yes, 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 yes.
2: Yeah. I, I take, like I said. I take him over every catcher, especially when you considering the contract that he's in. Like he's mm-hmm. not going to hit arbitration for another two years. So yeah, I, I like him. And then you got the other guy. The the. Um, who they brought up at the end of last season, um, Gunnar Henderson, he's playing third. I think he's naturally a shortstop, but the guy I'm playing third because their shortstop, um, Jorge uh, Mato, is like a gold glove caliber shortstop. Mm. So, yeah, they got young talent all over the infield. The oldest player that they have looks like it's going to be Adam Frazier, and he's right. 31. He's going to be playing second base this year for them.
1: He was a free agent They're you know, one of their few free agent pickups, it looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I mean, I look at the fan graphs. I'm looking at their their offensive projections up and down the lineup. This is, a you know, projecting to be a very good lineup. A, a good, like a very pretty good lineup. I don't know if that make any sense.
2: <laughs> it's like you kept, as you, re- you kept reading, it got worse. Very good, kind of, all right, lineup. <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> um a lineup that looks like it could score some runs. As for the pitching staff, I don't really know much about this pitching staff.
2: It's, it's a pitching staff that's very cobbled together. And when Kyle Gibson is your number one, it's not a great time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was their – I don't even know who their number one guy was last year. Was it Dean Kramer? <sighs>
2: Well, he definitely pitched the best out of all these guys. Mm-hmm. Looking at the ERA from last year. And Dean Kramer was all, had an ERA under three and a half. Everyone mm-hmm. else was floating around four. Well, I'm sorry. Cole Irving was floating around four. Both Kyle Gibson and uh, Kyle Bra- Bradish ERAs around five. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely going to be a problem. Grayson Rodriguez is projected to start, and he's their number five. Yeah, number five. Oh, no, I'm looking at the organiz- the uh, organizational rank, and mm-hmm. he's dropped. He was like the number two last year, and he's number 17 now. Prospect? Yeah, for the, oh, oils, okay. For the Orioles. Organization.
1: Okay, and I was looking at the projected rotation. I mean, after Gibson, it's still a pretty young rotation. Um, And after Kramer, a rotation that...
2: uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. He is... The ranking he had last year, he was the second prospect in the organization. He's the third best prospect in the organization. He's the 17th best prospect overall in baseball. In baseball, gotcha. Okay, sorry. I misread that. My bad. So, yeah, a little hype on the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he got talent. But, man, I got questions up and down this rotation.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely after Kramer, definitely a – Rotation that has a lot to prove um, that, you know, it's going to be behind the eight ball. It will be, you know, behind, um, not the eight ball, but.
2: They're going to be a lot of eight, six games in Baltimore this right,
1: right <laughs> year. Right, right. You know, and if this, this offense can score some runs, all you need is to keep them in the game, and you know get to the bullpen, which wasn't bad last year. I don't, I don't remember it being bad. I watched a handful of games against the Astros. Look, this was a team that won eighty three games last year, and you don't do that in the NL, in the AL East purely by luck. Um, their bullpen look looks like it was pretty strong last year. I don't I don't see the overall rankings, but two guys with a uh, with an ERA near four three. Everybody else under four.
2: If you, know. you scroll up a little bit, where it has um, gotcha, yeah. Right below all the information, it shows the 20-22 team rankings. Mm-hmm. And the one issue I see with them that they had last year, they were fourth in walks, which was good. Fourth in walks giving up per nine was good. 22nd in Ks per nine, which okay. shows me a a, a, um, a bullpen that was basically pitch to contact, and that's good until it isn't. You want guys that can go up there and just strike out players. Right. Because right. the more contact you give up, the more chances increase that you're going to give up runs.
1: Ninth in ERA, ninth in home runs per nine innings. Mm-hmm. Which, considering that you know contact rate, that's that they may have gotten lucky on. Mm-hmm. You could say.
2: scroll a little, take a look at their injured list. John Means probably going to be back this year from having Tommy John surgery last April. And this is uh, Michael Givens, Dylan Tate, probably both um, are on the injured list starting the year. Let's, just... Let's go back to that um, projection. Projection was 74 and 88.
1: Yeah. Nine game negative difference. Nine
2: game worse than last year. I don't know. That feels so huge. Right. And did anyone in this division really do that much to get better?
1: That, I mean, there's a lot to talk about with that because mm-hmm. I don't think, Oh, I don't, I don't think teams did a whole lot to take that next step. It all seemed kind of very lateral, laterally based moves. Mm -hmm. But Baltimore seems like the team, the type of team that is one pitcher away from making it interesting.
2: Yeah, I'd say they're one pitch away from being a real contender
1: in the wild card, mm-hmm. a one starting pitcher and one strikeout reliever,
0: and
1: mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily a, the the their closer, but um, yeah, someone that. An eighth inning, seventh or eighth inning guy that can strike out the side when you need him to.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So 74, 88,
1: you going over or under? I'm going to go under, but not by nine games.
2: I mean, technically, oh. if you're going under, that
1: is more than nine games. <laughs> oh, shit! You're, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no. Okay. You're right. <laughs> I was I was thinking of 83. Um I'm going to go over 74 wins.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going over as well. That uh, Maybe it's because they got a, a lot of young guys or so they're expecting them to, like, regress or something. But it feels to me like they're a team that offensively is on the rise. They just need to fix their rotation more than anything. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe um, – that fifth starter, the young guy, maybe he he steps up and takes over as like the number two or number one in his team, Grayson Rodriguez.
1: Right. Baltimore for the longest seemed like a, a team that never had a never had nearly enough offense mm-hmm. and definitely never had enough p- pitching. And it seems like last year was that turnaround where like their their farm system started to pay off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that lineup improved greatly. And like you said, it is on the rise where we've, we haven't seen a Baltimore offense on the rise in a while, it's, it feels like.
2: Yeah, since Chris Davis was being an effective first baseman. right? right so we're both going over for the Orioles. It mm-hmm. was good. That's good to have a little hope start off with some hope. Right. Moving on, the next team in the AL East, we're talking about the Boston Red Sox. Wow. Last year, 78 and 84. Dakota hasn't pegged at 80 and 82. So a little improvement, still not over 500, according to the guys over there. at Who does this baseball reference, I believe? Baseball perspectives, probably. Excuse me.
0: So, if you look
1: at the team ranks in 2022, mm-hmm. third ranked looks like the third ranked. Uh, oh no, third ranked average.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't say overall. I don't know what they're. Um, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was. You thought you? I thought I was getting a- the hang of this website. You thought <laughs> you were cooking. You thought you were
2: cooking something.
1: <laughs> it only yeah. took me four episodes, but <laughs> still got a ways to go.
2: Seems, man I was in there with his chef hat. He thought I was cooking. Then we turn around, <laughs> look at no, nah, you don't know what he's cooking. Ooh, yeah. But to go, would you say they were third and average last year, and a big issue for them going to this year—the fact that they no longer have Xander Bogarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lost a lot of guys last year. Xander Bogarts gone. Rich Hill, Michael Walker, J.D. Martinez, Nick Nivaldi. One thing I hate about teams is rich teams pretending to be broke. The (laughs) Red Sox have enough money to pay for anyone that they want, but they want to sit here cry. oh, the luxury tax, we're going to go broke. We can't do this. Meanwhile, they're funding some, um, what team do the the owners own? They own some um, soccer team over in Europe that they're
1: pouring millions into. That's right.
0: But, yeah, man,
2: let's, let's start with the offense. like they still have Raphael Denver's there for as long as as they'll want to pay him. Um,
1: Liverpool FC. Liverpool FC. All right. Thank you. And the National Hockey League's Pittsburgh Penguins.
2: Maybe maybe y'all need to stop spreading yourself so thin. Maybe you need to think about that. Stop right. buying so many teams and you don't have the money for them. Right. back to the Story Red Sox.
1: franchises mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
2: crime broke i don't like it um man they signed justin turner um had, oh did you see what his face looked like after he took that pitch to the face no oh man it's just all of this right here is still swollen a little bit. got the stitches in and everything I don't know if he's going to be ready for open. I doubt he'll be ready for opening day considering that it's only four days away. Uh, Masataka Yoshida. Um, everything I've heard about this guy, he's coming over from Japan, was basically like he's a mm-hmm. solid player, but the Red Sox just overpaid for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I need to I see. That's I- a bad picture. That's a rough picture. What? Oh, the uh, Turner? on his face. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I didn't even know they signed a Japanese player during the offseason.
2: Yeah, just signed him. He had a great show in the um, World Baseball Classic, so that'll give you a little bit of hope, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. There's some players, like, when they put in that uniform for their home team, it, like, ups their attributes <laughs> by, like, okay. 25%. Then when they come home to play for a regular team, they're like, man, why are you so ass? What happened those two weeks when you were playing for, you know, Japan or Venezuela or something? You are unstoppable there. What's <laughs> this? Is, uh, the Yoshida contract. Five years, $90 million. Eight. At twenty
1: nine, very team friendly deal. At this point,
2: mm-hmm. oh, they did. My bad. Oh, I apologize, Red Sox fans. They did give um, uh, what's his name? Denver's an extension, ten years, three hundred and thirteen million. Mm-hmm. Oh, I completely forgot about that.
1: That's right. Yeah, because they were. Everybody was like, "Look, if you don't sign him now, you're gonna definitely lose him."
2: Mm-hmm. And the those Boston fans were like, look, if you don't sign him. We will burn this ballpark down to okay. cinders.
1: I mean, at this point, it looks like Alex Verdugo and Divers are all you've got in that lineup because as good as Yoshida was in the world baseball classic and however good he was in Japan, it's a, he hasn't proven himself in the majors yet. It remains to be seen. Turner is 38. Um,
2: <laughs> they have him hidden in the three old.
1: Yeah. That's that's asking a lot from a 38-year-old who just got hit in the face. Um Adam Duval was a free agent from Atlanta. He hit, I think he hit 50 home runs two years ago or something that's, like that. You no, know, 38. I think it was like 38 home runs. Big drop off the next year. Last year he had only 12, and he strikes out a lot. Strikes out way too much.
2: I'm gonna look that up on Duval. Uh, I'm to see here. You say 38. What you I going with?
1: I think it was 30. I don't know why I said. You said
2: 50. I don't make eyes bold you Um, 38. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was in between two teams in 2021, Miami and Atlanta. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> when Atlanta brought brought in like. Every outfitter they could find and <laughs> rolled them all the way <laughs> to a championship. That do contract contract looking like oh, one year, seven million. So, yeah, not breaking the bank,
1: but uh, he, he's you know, you hope he's a power guy still, but it remains to be seen. Uh, but, yeah, man, I don't really expect much out of this lineup.
2: Mm-hmm. This isn't your daddy's Red Sox. There's just a lot of guys around here that I do not recognize. It mm-hmm. used to be, you know, even if you weren't paying attention to the Red Sox, you knew their players. And yeah. like, looking at this, like, the biggest name on the Red Sox like, is Devers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And for our international crowd, Yoshida. But like you said, we don't know what he's going to do in the major leagues. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time that a, a Japanese player came out, just flamed out. Right. You're going over to their starting rotation.
1: And I'm sorry, Yoshida oh, yeah. is, is there a projected left fielder. Oh, I believe so. Left so left he's D- already having, field. you know, he's going to have to contend with the, the you know,
2: Oh, The Green Monster, monster,
1: you know, playing off that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, how he adjusts to everything. Yeah. Adjusts to the big leagues, to that field.
2: Yeah, because we've seen it. Sometimes the ball hits the Green Monster and and they ricochet back. Sometimes they hit and just fall straight down to the warning track. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting. Like, he has a lot to adjust to. Yeah. Uh, Go over to the rotation side. I mean, you Red Sox fans do all the Hail Marys, get all the green leaf clovers, hope and pray that Chris Sale can stay healthy.
1: I mean, he's 34 years old. He, um, it's like, it's almost like he got old quick, sort of. It's, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it i don't i don't know how to describe chris sale
2: I, the one thing i always remember about chris sale is like when he was a prospect uh keith law would always say that his pitching his pitching delivery like the way he pitches would end up getting him hurt and like yeah. for the longest time he was completely fine and you know i remember uh law be like okay i was wrong on this guy apparently it's not gonna work it's he'll be just fine and then like i don't know if God just love irony because it feels like as soon as law admitted he was wrong, sell just kept getting hurt over and over again.
1: Cause his, his delivery was, it was like a, almost like a sidearm. Like it, I think, is that, is that, am I saying I'm, that correctly?
2: I'm not going to lie to you. I have not seen Chris sell pitching so long. I
1: do. Cause he's a, he's a tall guy too. Like, so he had, he almost had like a Randy Johnson type delivery because he's also left-handed. I want to say just based off memory, it it seemed like a almost like a side, overhanded sidearm, if that makes any sense. It just kind of at a weird angle that wasn't quite traditional, but wasn't like totally sidearm. It was just like in between, like whatever it felt like... Uh, in between if the sidearm is, say, 90 degrees and the overhand is 45, or uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> geometry is... I <laughs> haven't used geometry in, in a while. Uh, I was told like be no math. Right. I don't know. It just felt like his delivery was at a weird spot that you're just kind of holding your breath, or because it was bound to happen i feel like that that elbow was about that elbow was bound to give out sometime but it held up it held up for the longest and then it didn't and then he was already making way too much money and not paying off any dividends and it has not been the same in what 5 years now
2: Yeah, something like that. I'm going to check his injury history. A complete timeline of Chris Sale's injuries with the White Sox. Thank you, NBC
0: Sports.
1: And Boston's been stuck with him since, what, 2017? He had a really good 2017.
2: Yeah, 2017, 2018, when they won the World Series. Mm -hmm. 2019, let's see... That was literally right after he signed the five-year contract extension, and he was like six and eleven with a 4.4 ERA in August. They put him on the DL with elbow information. Then he had Tommy John out all of 2022. 2020, sorry. Uh, Let's see, 2021, he came back and got hit with COVID. 2022, let's see. He started the season with a right rib stress fracture. He came back in July and then against the Yankees, took a comebacker to the hand and fractured his left pinky finger. And then in August, he had to go he had to have surgery for a broken right wrist because um, he had Had a boxing accident, so 2022 was like, I don't know who he pissed, what god he pissed off, but it was (laughs) hell. Started off injured, ended injured, rib injury, finger injury, wrist injury. Like, I hope he can come back and be you know an ace again. Otherwise, they're going to be relying on Corby, Corey Kluber. Who's older than Sales, 37. Yeah, Yeah. old man trying to get done. Was Kluber with the Yankees last year or is that the year before?
1: I believe it was the year
2: before. Where was he pitching last year? Was he with the Rays? Tampa. That's right.
0: I'm looking it up. He was... Yeah.
2: He was with Texas in 2020, New York in 2021, and the Rays last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Didn't pitch that much for New York. Only did 80 innings in 2021. Last year and came back. Pitched 164 in- innings, so good. But the ERA, 4.34. He's not the Corey Cooper of old. He's just an old Corey Cooper. What? And the rest of rotation, Tanner Hawk, Cutter Crawford, Nick Pavetta. Cutter Crawford sounds like he's one of the, the Simpsons characters, the hillbillies. That's what his name would. Uh, I pitched with a name like Cutter. No,
1: <laughs> Cutter Crawford sounds like his last name should be Clemens.
2: Yeah. Cutter Crawford is definitely in the clan in another life.
0: Wait,
1: I mean, wait, well, hold on. <laughs> <Like, laughs>
2: you telling me a, a man named Cutter isn't a, a car carrying member of the KKK? Well, now.
1: We're just having we're trying to have some lighthearted fun <laughs> talking about our favorite sport.
2: I said it. I said it in another life. I didn't say this
1: one. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Yeah. So another team with question marks and the rotation. And then they get their bullpen. Their clothes are supposed to be Kenley Jensen. I believe he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Let me double check that. I think he's going to start the year on the um, injured the IR.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll
2: let you know in a second when he's stupid ass.
1: <laughs> and. Man, I mean, looking at the remainder of the nope. like the rest of their bullpen.
2: Nope, looks like he's gonna be fine. Last thing he shows up is he was sick. He's supposed to pitch um Monday
1: against the Braves, so I guess he's alright. I mean, my god, I've never heard of any of these guys in their bullpen. Chris Martin, isn't he the lead singer of Coldplay? Like uh, what why, why I know you're gonna go there. What <laughs> Was I telegraphing my my delivery yeah. too much?
2: No, it's the fact that we've been friends for over a decade. I know
1: you. <laughs> Coming up on fifteen years, I believe. Really? Wow. Uh no, we've already passed it. We've been friends since 07.
0: Damn, <laughs> it's been a long time,
2: so many years, <laughs> really so has. many beers, so many fears, just a couple of tears.
1: Right. Yeah, man. Damn, I didn't
2: realize we had been friends for that long. It just kind of sneaks up on you.
1: The famous story is we were not friends at first, and then we became friends. Oh, uh, yeah. One fateful uh, season ending game in 2006.
2: You know who we completely forgot to talk about on this team? Who's that? Trevor
1: Story. That's right, because he is is he in, he's injured.
2: Yeah, he had elbow surgery back
1: in
0: January. Oh my god.
1: Like this is you know whenever whenever you and I are talking about baseball, mm-hmm. whether it's for the podcast or just like offline or whatever. And I talk about these contracts. It's not that I'm trying to be stingy or whatever. I mean, hell, it's not even my money. So it's like, what do I really care at the end of the day? Yeah. But man, I see stuff like this. And this is like, guys like Trevor Story, Troy um, Who else? Like, it's happened way too many times. But we've seen these massive contracts be given out. And very little return. And look, I know he, he just signed the contract last year, but...
2: Six years, $140 million.
1: But if you're already underperforming after year one and hurt going into year two, can you honestly... Do you honestly have hope that things are going to get better in year three and beyond?
2: Look at look at here over here over here. Old man Anthony asking for the money back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what
1: can I say?
2: Working on behalf of the owners. <laughs> did the learner send you a check today?
1: <laughs> well, I did buy some new records and you know.
2: You know, we're talking about these players make too much money. Always get hurt, <laughs> It'll get hurt out here. What good are you? <laughs> <laughs> i'm like man you already that contract's already signed these things are completely guaranteed that money is a sunk cost yep you just need, hope you can get what you can like all that that um talk about money and how much do you pay for a guy that stuff you gotta do like at the beginning in, in, in contract not- uh, negotiations you yep. know these guys you know in the contract they're gonna hit the wrong side of 30 and they're Play is going to decrease. You know, a guy who is injured, you know, in his late twenties is probably going to get more hurt as he hits his thirties. Like you know all this stuff when you're going in, and you also know these these baseball teams are worth billions of dollars. Like they just Forbes came out with their annual. um uh, what's it called? Evaluation of these MLL teams. I don't think there's one team that's valued at less than a billion dollars.
1: Of course. Like, I mean, even Tampa. Can, yeah,
2: you guys yeah. got it. Next team that's getting sold, like, if the Astros got sold today, they would go for $2 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe Jim Crane and his team bought it for, like, $68 million. like, these 600%. guys, 600, I'm sorry, six, <laughs> six, yeah, 680 million. Like, they got it. I'm never going to take the side of owners. Never. Because getting overpaid and doing a minimum amount of work, that's the American dream, baby. That's what I hoping for <laughs> every day.
1: You're making some sense. I got gotcha. you. I, I, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But man, it is it is rough when uh, I mean, it's rough as, as a fan, like if you're hoping that this big signing is gonna pay off and it it's off to a very rough start.
2: My thing is like, if you see a guy who's been the guy who's been tantalizing with talent but never put it all together and he's been injured. You, if you expect him to come around, come in and fix everything for your team. Like, you're asking too much,
1: right. right?
2: This guy had never been completely healthy, and when he is healthy, he's never been a superstar. But you know what? I think he can completely turn around for our team. <laughs> The old man Anthony going to come in the, the dead of night and take your money away.
1: going to wake up look at your checking account. <laughs> a couple million going to be gone. A couple No, it's more than a couple. Let's be real.
2: going to say, you didn't play all the games. I'm taking half your contract away. <laughs> Six million turned to three million. Mm. Old man Anthony coming through like the Grim Reaper, taking money away. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, let's get back to these Red Sox. Uh, let's go get this get back to the projections. Pacoda has them 80 82. You're going over, or under,
1: going under, man. Yeah, yeah me it's, too. It's been a while since I've thought Baltimore is gonna be a better team than Boston. Yeah,
2: I, I agree with you. It feels like, yeah, everything has to go 100% right for the Red Sox to even be in wild card contention and maybe mm-hmm. yoshida is the next coming of who's a good japanese hitter uh, uh no i'm thinking the uh, the one that was with new york
1: oh hideki matsuki yeah maybe but godzilla <laughs> man that's, that's that's some big shoes to fill like
2: that's why I was saying maybe he's the second coming. Maybe he's just a good role player. We won't know until he shows up, but man, that would be incredible. Even if he is that guy, like, is that going to make this Red Sox team a contender?
1: No, no, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm, I
2: agree. All right, moving on. Third team on the list the Tampa Bay Rays. Last year finished 86 and 76 made as a wildcard contender and lost in the wild wildcard round to the Cleveland Guardians. Excuse me. This year, Dakota has them pegged 87 75, a one game increase. <laughs> I feel like we say the same thing about the race every year. Like, Whatever. They just find dudes to put in the lineup, put in the rotation, in the bullpen, and they're going to make it to the high 80s and wins every year.
1: Yep. They find a way to contend, at least for the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Life finds a way and the Rays find a way to sneak into the playoffs every year. It's crazy. As soon as they drop the devil from their
1: team, they got good. And if you look at this team, like the one thing that we've always talked about when it comes to Tampa is how they've developed players, you know, through the draft and whatnot. But if you look at this original signing info up and down this this roster, not a lot of guys that are home, like true homegrown guys.
0: Yep,
2: we're looking right now. On their um, starting lineup, there's only two guys that were either drafted or signed by the Rays, and mm-hmm. that's Wander Franco and
1: Brandon Lowe. Mm-hmm. But it's a testament to their scouting department that that they've traded for these guys, that, that the players that they have traded, that they have acquired in trades um, are starting to pan off. They're starting to pan out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
2: first and foremost, of the score. Of this lineup. Um, can has a question about Wander Franco? Mm-hmm. How good do we think he really is?
1: That's, that's a very tough question to answer because I did not know he is only 22 years old.
2: just asking cuz they gave him that huge contract and all I've they locked
1: him down for what 15, a lot of money 11 years <laughs> 11
2: years 182 million
0: yeah
2: I don't know man maybe it's just me like I hear about him and every podcast I listen to talk about prospects when he was coming like oh this is a guy he's going to be a triple crown contender he's going to be MVP and like I know it's been only two years. I'm like, I'm like, can I see it, please?
1: Right, man. He is five ten, a buck eighty nine. At shortstop, at twenty two years old. So nowhere near his physical prime. He's still got many years. So he clears that, you know, gets to that point. Um. I mean, looking at his, looking at his numbers in minor in the minor leagues, which you know is never a sure thing. It's never an indication of a sure thing. I mean, this guy is a hitter. I mean, it just it just looks like he is a pure hitter. You know, he's really young and he's he's uh, not a big guy, so maybe the power comes as he gets older. But let's uh, say this I don't guy, know his
2: career high in home runs in the minor leagues was 11 in 2018
1: at age 17. And then those numbers dropped off as he, you know, faced you know, stiffer competition. Mm-hmm. Um he's projected to be a 284 hitter. Look, if he can sniff 284 if he gets close to three hundred, I mean he is definitely worth the investment.
2: So you're saying bottom this line is just,
1: I think he can be I think he can be really good.
2: You're saying this is a, a case of me being impatient?
1: Hey, I've been there. I've I mean, how many times have you and I talked about Kyle Tucker? Or uh I mean he well, he's the first one that comes to mind. I mean, I, I've definitely been there with impatience. So I, you know, I understand where you're coming from.
2: Like can the guy play a hundred games in a season before we start crowning him as the best player in baseball? He played 70 in 2001 and only 83 last year.
1: Mm -hmm. No, I mean, this is, this is the, the year to prove that. This is the year to prove it because he's in a better lineup. I mean, like, this this lineup just seems to, like, it's getting better.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you. They, a, they, they need year. to sit down. They need to sit Randy Arroz Arena down and hypnotize him to think he's playing for the Mexico national team.
1: Right. Look, you got another year of Randy Arroz Arena who's entering his prime. Low, I mean, it is a. He's a power hitter for second base, which is, you know.
2: Something you don't see every day.
1: Right. Um,
2: I feel like this offense just has a lot of guys who are going to get hits at the perfect moment, and the opposing fans are just going to be like, Kim? Right. Uh, Paredes, he, he's the guy that you give up the, the walk-off shot to?
1: For all the questions about uh, Wander Franco, Mm-hmm. I'm most curious, and this is part of being a homer. I'm most curious about Jose Siri.
2: Jose Z- Siri is a guy. He's lightning fast. He's going to look into some home runs mm-hmm. and he's going to have maddening at bats that goes drive you crazy. <laughs> right. He's also going to do crazy stuff. Like, did you see he stole home? No. <laughs> I can't, uh, I think it was uh, yesterday. He just stole home. I mean, my Siri steals home. Oh lord, I'm gonna get so many. (laughs) Yeah, yesterday he stole home against the Red Sox. Bring it up.
1: I got it. Yeah. Wow. Crazy.
2: Yeah, that's what he's going to do. He's going to do stuff that makes you go like, wow, he's one of the best players in the league. And then he's going to have brain farts to make you think, wow, he should not be on a major league roster.
0: <laughs> that's right. what
2: Jose Ser- He did that with the Astros. He's going to have those games where. Of course. And, you know, and it was like. It you're going to have, have those feelings about him in in the same game.
1: Exactly. And I think part of that, like the highs and lows of of his game you know it's like it it kept me interested in his in his game
0: mm-hmm. so that
1: was like it, it was it was a reason why i was kind of disappointed when when they did when the astros did trade him last season um look he just you know he was not a dusty guy and i get that because he does kind of play to the beat of his own drum it seems like and that can be very frustrating for an old school guy like Dusty. Um, so there is still a residual interest in to seeing where, like, how he responds to a full season as an everyday player. Mm-hmm. You know, let's see what, what's the is he going to take a step forward, or is he going to take a step back? And like I said, I think it's just residual interest from you know, his time with
2: the Astros. Yeah, only had 325 play appearances last year. Hit 213 with a 268 on um, base percentage. Yeah, that'll definitely get you uh batting at the ninth spot.
0: Right. Man.
2: I understand. I understand, like, but like I said, he's going to have those games where you're just going to flip on him depending on what he does. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: He's going to make some amazing catch at the wall, bring him back a home run, and you'll love him, but then he'll make some stupid dive where he completely misses the ball and the runner ends up on third. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. All right, let's go to the rotation.
1: Solid rotation, man. I mean, Shane McClanahan, uh, he was also in talks of being a Cy Young Award winner last year, you know, before, well, really the whole, most of the season, it felt like.
2: Yeah, he pitched extremely well last year in 254 ERA, 166 innings pitched, 194 strikeouts. Wow.
1: That we'll be 30 years old very soon. Who? Or uh, twenty six years? I'm sorry, I don't know why I said thirty. Just looking
2: at it, you're aging my man up, right, right.
1: <laughs> you're, you're just stealing his youth. That's He'll old
2: man. Old man Anthony's running around stealing money and stealing youth,
1: right? right. <laughs> he will be twenty six next month.
2: We're not gonna let you in Minute Maid Park. You can't be trusted. <laughs> like.
1: And look, he is. Uh, I know hit the, um, the, uh, what am I looking for?
2: The nerds. Are you going to talk bad by Alex?
1: No, 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 no. The, um, like his time in in the majors is brief. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he, this is going to be his third full season. Um, and just looking at his numbers from the time he you know came up to the big leagues he's looking like the kind of guy that you want on your team a guy who is only getting better as he's nearing those prime years of his career because every every category that you want down from year to year went down in 2022 it looks like and the categories that you want up Went up. So his, in- his innings went up. His win total went up. Uh, his K per nine went up. Mm-hmm. And so strikeouts went up. You know, his overall strikeouts went up. And like I said, everything that, you know, for the most part, that you, almost everything that you want to go down went down.
0: He had
2: a good year last year. That's what. That's what old man Anthony's saying.
1: So it
0: looks he's, like he's going to overpaid paid soon. Right
2: <laughs> and then when the Rays come to play the Astros, you'll see Anthony with a with a bag with a money sign on it, <laughs> coming to take his loot. Right. The one guy I'm, I'm most interested in seeing in this team is Zach Eflin. Yes, he signed that quote unquote huge contract. <laughs> huge for the race. Biggest
1: in Tampa history. Yes,
2: which is crazy to say three years, 40 million dollars. Yeah. The biggest free agent contract that they've ever handed
1: out. Now he's projected to be their number four starter. Mm-hmm. Um are Jeffrey Springs and J- Drew Rasmussen that much better than he is? is I that mean- what you're led to believe.
2: Look at their stats. Both of them finished with the ERA under three last year.
1: Now I see it. Yep.
2: So yeah, that's a perfect spot for him. That's a good spot for him and the team. Um, and then they have Josh Fleming in the fifth spot. Mm-hmm. But the Tampa Bay, it feels like they're going to be a team. They're going to use the opener. They're going to rotate guys in between the uh, bullpen, the rotation, like. Expect the unexpected. Of course, my turn on the TV. You're going to see me out there throwing 60 mile an hour fastballs, <laughs> for anything. you don't know. And they're going to do that, and they're still going to end up with 88 wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at if you look at the the rankings from 2022, starting pitcher, starting pitchers, the third ranked ERA, fourth ranked WHIP, mm-hmm. number one in walks per per nine, number ten in K. Number 10 in Ks per nine and hits per nine. Number nine in home runs per nine. Relief pitchers. Top 10 in all five of those categories except for Ks per nine and home runs per nine. But that's still impressive, and this is a team that – Doesn't have like a, you know. Doesn't look like they have anybody like like a scary closer, like a, a guy that you, you know, you don't want to hit face in the ninth inning.
2: Yeah, I think they're gonna just
1: looks good. like a solid bullpen.
2: Pete Fairbanks had a one point one three ERA last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they're probably gonna do the um, closer by a rotation. Because mm-hmm. look look at their team. They had five guys who had at least one save. Fairbanks had eight. Adams had um uh, Jason Adams had eight. Jalen Beaks had two. Colin was that Pochet? That's what we're going with. Had seven. Ryan Thompson had three. So they're gonna they're gonna mix and max their closer um position just like they did last year. Because I not yeah. like I say, I don't see that number one guy. No, no, not at all. And then scrolling down a little bit further, Shane um, Bass probably out for the entire year. Yeah, Tommy John surgery last uh, September, and then t- old oh, friend Tyler Glass now strain, st- uh, strain oblique. Definitely starting the year on the um, injured reserve. Probably back sometime within, I would say, like May. June, something like that, because he's just now getting back to pitching on flat ground. Mm -hmm. So when he comes back, he probably takes over that number five spot from Fleming.
1: Which isn't a bad spot for him either.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Let's go back to these um, projections 87 and 75, you go going over under. Excuse
1: me. Man. Um, I'm going to say under be- only because we can't push. So I'm going to say under, but just barely.
2: Oh, so you push it.
1: You could you push a T out here if I could, but we don't we don't do that here.
2: Yeah, we are not cowards.
1: Um <laughs> no you know what mm-hmm. i will say over but just barely this is a just barely team this is the, either they could barely miss those 87 wins or barely get over i think mm-hmm. i'll say over and i think it has a lot to do with the last two teams we've talked about yeah
2: um yeah i'm going over as well I'll treat the Rays like I treat the San Antonio Spurs. I just go over until I see them <laughs> crater. <laughs> they have the in- infrastructure in place to be a good team for a while. Like you talk about the scouting, you know, from top to bottom, they're one of the best team when it comes to not only scouting, like amateur players, but also players and other teams to bring into the organization. Right. So, yeah, I, I have full faith in them going over. Like I, I, I see them around ninety wins. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's fair.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: On to the next team, Toronto Blue Jays. Last year, ended up ninety and seventy. This year, colour projections eighty nine. Wait a minute, that was ninety. 92
0: and
2: Hold on, Let me know write down the right number they were 92 and 70 thank you and the projections had them this year 89 and 73 so a three-game decrease
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i mean let's just get to the straight point with this this offense this is a dynamite offense in this division Yeah, I agree. At the top of the lineup is still a very good top of the lineup guy to have. Bobachet's getting better. Vlad Jr. should be getting better. They added Brandon Belt, it looks like, who, you know, he's solid.
2: Yeah, Let's and move. you yeah. don't need superstars in area positions. You just need a guy who who won't be a negative.
1: Right. Uh Kirk, let's see what he's you know, see if he can keep it going. I don't know anything about Dalton Vershaw. Oh yeah, no, he was the big acquisition from Arizona. Yeah, from Arizona. Yeah.
2: Traded, um Gurriel Jr.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean you're, you're veteran, your old guys are Springer, Belt, and Whit Maryfield. And Kevin Kiermaier looks like yeah he's in and, the, bottom of the order so it's not yeah you
2: know. yeah and I really like that Kiermaier trade bringing him him in to play center field moving Springer over to right because I, I feel like that will save Springer's legs and that will make him uh, you know he'll play more games will be available more often
1: for this team right right yeah I mean this this team has power it has you know guys that get on base. Is this the best lineup in the, the division? I think it's. Let's, I think we can say that.
2: Last year, first in average, third in on, on base, seventh in home runs. The only thing they don't do well is steal bases. they 24 21st in stolen bases. Right. But with the new rules, we'll see how how that Look, helps.
1: We haven't talked about this, but stolen bases are definitely going to go up.
2: Oh, yeah. They, we got I mean, we're not rig-
1: getting back to you know Ricky Henderson. Level,
2: yeah, <laughs> I don't think anyone's still in the 80 bases this year, but no, I no. wouldn't be surprised if we see more guys hovering around that 25 to 35 range this year.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, between the
2: bigger bases and the new pitch over rules where pitchers can't throw the ball over to check at first base as much.
0: So, yeah. Like,
2: like on here on the projections, I think the biggest base still they have is Merrifield still in eighteen bags this year.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: I wouldn't be surprised to see him hovering around twenty to twenty five. I mean, he still last year was sixteen last year. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah
2: I expect more stolen so bases just around the game and and in total. Mm-hmm. right looking at team Calvin Biggio being pushed to the bench
1: yeah I mean
2: it's time <laughs> yeah he's he's a bench player like he's not his dad no yeah. offense very few of us are our fathers mm-hmm. that's but- just
1: uh, look but to answer
2: your question, is this the best lineup in the division? I say yes.
0: Yeah.
2: You can make a case of the best lineup in the American League.
1: I mean, yeah, of course. You know, this is um uh, this seems like they're a top five lineup in baseball, perhaps. But yeah, no, this is this is a very good lineup.
2: Yeah, I don't see him like easy outs. Even Kerm Kermay is gonna give you some battles.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, then all right. On to their pitching rotation, like I like it. I especially like the Chris Bassett signing. He's one of those yes. guys where like I was like, he's gonna be a perfect two three for whoever signs him. He definitely he increases the uh, potential of this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Alice Manoa, Kevin Gosman, Bassett of the Three, Jose Barrios, and you say Kikuchi. I really like this, this starting rotation.
1: I say Kikuchi.
2: You say Kikuchi? <laughs> well, I say Kik- Kikuchi, Kikuchi, Tomato, Tomato.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I forgot to. Yeah, I like seeing. I said they went ninety-two and seventy last year. Wildcard card team lost a crazy wildcard card uh, matchup with the uh, Seattle Mariners. I still can't believe the Mariners came back and won that game, man. That was one of the like. Do you feel like the 2023 playoffs were like an all-time playoff series, like from top – from beginning to end?
1: Yes. We had a marathon. We had a no-hitter. We
2: – Crazy comebacks.
1: Crazy comebacks, yeah, of course. Teams
2: getting knocked out. Yep. Like, that might be the best playoff series. Like, even – But I'm not saying that because the Astros won it all. Like, I think even if the Philadelphia Phillies have won the World Series, Mm -hmm. that have been one of the craziest and best playoffs beginning to end that we've ever seen.
1: I agree. No, absolutely.
2: But I will say, as an Astros fan, the only thing that would have made it better is if the Astros swept all the way through. (laughs) Right. um And then going through the rest of the team, you know the bullpen. There's always a bunch of guys we don't
1: know, but like going to
2: do well. Good to see Yumi Garcia
1: always. Just former Astro,
2: mm-hmm. the closer Jordan Romano, thirty-two saves last year. ERA a little too high for me, three point uh-huh. three five for your closer. But we'll see what he does going into this year.
1: Yeah, I mean with that rotation if that rotation can give you six maybe seven innings a night the bullpen is going to benefit and um you know you might see Romero's numbers you know improve even based on their pro- even based on their own projections
2: also if I be like guys all you got to do is is keep it Under five, and the offense will do the rest. (laughs) Going on injury list, Hung Jin Ru probably out for the entire season. He had Tommy John surgery last June. Yeah. So if he does come back, maybe at the end, like right at the end of the year. Uh, Chad Green also come back from Tommy John surgery he had back in June. So another guy that may come back and help the team at at the end of the year. Man, I feel about the um the Blue Jays, just how I felt about when we were talking about the Braves. It's like we don't have to talk that much about these guys because where are the holes? Where are the problems? Right. Like,
0: exactly.
2: Like we know what Guerrero can do. We've seen what Springer Has done his career personally. Like it's crazy. Matt Chapman is hitting seventh.
1: And he hit 30 home runs last year, did he not?
2: Uh, Double check 27 last year.
1: I'm sure he has hit uh, 30 home runs in his career. That's probably what I'm thinking. Yeah.
2: But we've seen him, you know, when oh, he was in Oakland. Yeah. What you say?
1: Uh, just one time, thirty six yeah. in twenty nineteen.
2: Yeah, he's going to give you twenty five plus home run power, Gold Glove defense at third base.
1: Like yeah, and that's your seven hitter. Like that's <laughs> thing. And uh, what was Arizona's reasoning for getting rid of Dalton Barshow at only twenty six?
2: My guess is just because they had too many good outfielders. Like, I don't even remember what they got in that trade.
1: Right. That, that's.
2: In fact, let me go. Excuse me. I'm going to look at Arizona and see them again. What the hell did they get from. I don't need every ad showing up. Man graphs. Thanks. <laughs> Because I I remember that trade. I remember they got uh, Guerrero Jr. I don't remember what else. Uh, Gabriel Moreno. Catcher they got from Toronto as well. Mm -hmm. And then Miguel Castro. No, they signed him.
1: Yeah, so I don't know why. Like, well, it looks like what Toronto had a surplus of catchers and Arizona had a surplus of outfielders.
2: Yeah, but then why get Gurriel back? I guess because he becomes um, a man without position once they brought in Kiermaier. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the biggest thing. We have one surplus. You guys got another. Let's just find a way to make a deal.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Toronto's over under is 89 wins. What say you? I'm going over. Buddy, I'm going way over. In fact, I'm going there. This is their division over. Yep. Oh, we agree?
1: I wholeheartedly agree.
2: Division champ, Toronto Blue Jays. You with me? We are in that boat together. All right. It means it's time to talk about the last team in the AL East. The New York Yankees last year. When 99 and 63 won the East. Defeated. Let's see. Who did defeat first? They got the second buy. Wait, wait.
1: They beat Cleveland. Or, they beat, yeah.
2: They beat Cleveland and the ALDS and then lost to Houston to the ALCS. Yes.
0: I'm trying to think. I can't
2: remember. Is there one buy or there two buys, right?
1: Two. There's just one. Right.
2: There's got to be two, because who did they face in the first round? Because Cleveland beat the Rays. Oh, man, I cannot remember. <laughs> look at me over here talking about, oh, this is the greatest uh, postseason ever, and now I can't remember anything.
1: Let's see. Let's look at look at the old bracket.
2: Yeah, bring up the bracket for everybody.
1: So, yeah, it was. Um, they had a bye because Cleveland beat Tampa, hmm. Seattle beat Toronto, and then the Yankees beat Cleveland and the Astros beat Seattle.
2: Yeah, there were two byes. There's two byes yeah. in the East and East League. I thought so. It made me sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know.
2: Yeah, so they barely beat Cleveland, to be honest, 3 2, and it got swept in. The ALCS by the Astros. So look at this lineup. God, they were 15th and average last year.
1: And I don't see it getting any better.
2: They were 15th and average last year with Aaron Judge putting up like (laughs) that Bonzian season that he had last year. Yep. Like a well deserved MVP. And he's basically carrying this team by itself. Because if you believe that Giancarlo Stanton is going to play more than 130 games, I have a bridge in New York to sell you. Josh (laughs) Donaldson still, they got Josh Donaldson. Um, hitting six, playing third base when everyone in New York wanted to ship that guy out in the playoffs last year. Aaron Hicks in left field, believe it if you believe in him, you want, like, th- there are a lot of guys with names, but it's like, man, the, Aaron Judge is the straw that stirs a drink. Yep, absolutely. And he had the season of the ages, and they could not win a single game in the division championship. Like I don't know like the ALCS. The ALCS, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, sorry. I expect him to come down to earth a little bit, and if he does, like who's carrying this who's helping him on this team?
1: I don't I don't see anybody. Because your your top prospect is uh, projected to be your number nine hitter for the season. Yeah,
2: Anthony Velo. like, and it's not a guarantee that he's going to start, uh, be starting for the Yankees opening day. Like right. they haven't announced that yet. Like I'm assuming he is, cause he's the best guy to have position unless mm-hmm. they want to put, um what's IKF back there, but he was a disaster last year in the playoffs as well.
1: And also Oswaldo Cabrera, who, uh yeah wasn't wasn't great in the playoffs didn't you know there's a lot of pressure when you're that young mm-hmm. playing in the playoffs for new york you exactly.
2: know playing for such a storied franchise mm-hmm. like the pressure's got to be different playing there than any place in baseball yeah and no we've seen people go there time at the a time who think they're made for it, but they're not really ready for what it all it all contends, you know. It's crazy. It's like I think only Boston can compare what it's like playing in New York.
1: I don't I can't think of anybody else. I can't think of any other team where you feel that much pressure. Not even in LA. How could you feel pressure in L.A. when you've got that wonderful, wonderful beach on the Pacific Coast?
2: And one thing that L.A. and especially Dodgers fans always gives like, oh, they come to the game late. They don't really care about the game. It's like, no, it's because they have so much shit to do in L.A. It's like if the Dodgers are winning, you could advise them to do in Los Angeles every day. give giving compliments to Dodger fans oh. <laughs> yeah. but government seems like they still have that huge hole in left field they traded for um uh what's his name who's in Chicago right now remember who they traded for in the middle of the season last year
1: uh Last
2: season, yeah, they traded for him, then he got hurt. And now he's, he signed the four year deal with Chicago.
1: Uh, oh, uh, Ben
2: yeah, Ben They're gonna miss him not having his bat and yes. his glove out in the outfield. And they're still re- and we're gonna rely on Aaron Hicks, honestly, because he has that contract. They gave him what was it, seven years, 70 million dollars. Oh, I I can hear you in that in that old man Anthony. Went, old man Anthony was about to take a trip to New York, got his money sack with him, Wait. about to fix some wrongs for the Yankees.
1: Who gave him a seven year, seventy million dollar contract? The Yankees
2: did. That was a couple of years ago,
1: twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah, man. Then again, he hasn't lived up to it. That's
2: why I said you're you're booking a ticket to New York as we speak. <laughs>
0: All
2: right. About to sneak in the Yankee Stadium to steal some money out of Aaron Hicks's billfold.
1: Retrieve not steal.
2: Gonna be in a tunnel like Colin Steinberg. Like how I got what you need.
1: I'll show you how to save a few bucks.
2: Mm -hmm. Some robbing tonight. It's a good thing they re-signed Anthony Rizzo.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, geez, I mean, it's, you know, well, I mean, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's definitely the second biggest signing of the offseason for them. Because Mm -hmm. there was a real possibility they were going to lose Judge. but any other year that would Rizzo would be the the biggest move that they could have made. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. We're going to go to that move in a second, but I just want to say one thing about the lineup, man. They were 15th in average last year. They could be a bottom 20 team when it comes to batting average.
0: Yeah.
2: So, they were first in home runs last year. So, the they're basically Feast or Famine
1: now. Mm-hmm. All these other categories, I think they can be top 10 still.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but if that average drops out, they might drop out of the top 10 mm-hmm. in uh, on base and OPS. Yeah,
2: but if that average isn't there, then you can go through the season with a lineup like that but when it's time for you to you know take on a team that has a good set of, of pitchers like the toronto blue jays you're gonna be in trouble yeah going over to the starting rotation you know the Ooh. biggest thing <laughs> The biggest um, grab of the all season, they signed Carlsborough Rodon to a six year, $162 million contract.
0: Excellent signing.
2: Hey, guess what? <laughs> what? Guess
1: the F what? What? He's already hurt.
2: Yeah, strain, forearm. Luckily, it's nothing major, so he's not going to have like. He doesn't need surgery. Doesn't need Tommy John. Anything like that. He's just going to be on the restricted on the on the IR to begin the season. Uh, How long is he expected to be out? I know. Um, Let me double check. Because I saw it wasn't going to be like that long. Like he'll be back in April. Okay.
1: Okay. uh, Because like because. Without really, you know, I know we're trying to, I know you want to maintain an order with this rotation, mm-hmm. like it, discussing the rotation. But the bottom line of this rotation is it's it's off to a imperfect start because three of your projected top five starters are starting the season on the IR. Now, the you know, if Rodon is... Um, only projected to miss a few week, a couple of weeks of April. Um, I just saw that Severino is only going to miss a couple of starts to start the season. Mm-hmm. Then I, I think it, it kind of changes my outlook for the rest of the season because if, when I see those three names, Montas, Rodon, and Severino starting the offseason or starting the season on the IR. Uh,
2: we keep if saying would, IR. This is not. <laughs> this is not football. It's IL. IL.
1: Excuse me. On the IL, um, you know, that's huge. Like that is a huge blow. Um, but if they're only expected to miss minimal time, then it's not. You know, they're uh, they don't have to pack it in right away. I would say. The
2: mm-hmm. only person that the injury is going to be long-term is Frankie, Frankie Matos? Yeah. Like at first, I think it was reported that they think they thought he was going to be out for the entire year. But it looks like he's going to come back. Um, I think the plan is around all-star break. Okay. Yeah. It says expected to miss, miss, miss at least 12 weeks. So three months. So I put them around the all-star break. Mm -hmm. So look at the rotation right now for these Yankees. Looking to be Garrett Cole, Clark Smith, Domingo German, uh, Nestor Cortez, and Johnny Brito.
1: Yeah, I mean... As constructed.
2: That's weird to have Cortez in the fourth spot, not the second.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: As currently constructed, it's not great. Yeah. You got Cole and Cortez as top of your pitching rotation, and then Jermaine's one of those guys he's never lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Smith's a young guy is only 27 and Rito, is 25. So this is one of those teams like, man, I, I really would like to have a top 10 offense to carry the pitching rotation until everyone gets healthy. I just don't see it with the team that's currently constructed.
1: Right. So this is where, this is where it works for us. Like you've, You've got all the right things to say. You're, you're saying the things that I'm trying to say, but don't know how to quite no. say them.
2: Look at me. I can talk good sometimes.
1: <laughs> but, you know, if um, if and when they get back to full strength, the rotation, yeah, should, should be a very good rotation again.
2: Yeah, the rotation is definitely going to carry them. I just feel like – remember when Roger Clemens pitched for the Astros? Yes. And he'd have those games where, like, he'd give up one run and lose because the offense couldn't score. Oh, yeah. They couldn't hit out of a wet paper bag. That's how I kind of feel with this Yankees team. They have the pitching to make a run, you know, all the way to the World Series if they they wanted to. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But it's just where's the offense coming from?
1: Yeah. We were there for many of those games. Yes, too many of those games.
2: Like Aaron Judge is going to be Aaron Judge. He's going to be one of the best players in the league, top five, no matter what he does. But the rest of his team are surrounded, surrounding him. Like I don't feel confident in anyone
1: Mm -hmm. except for maybe Rizzo. Yeah, because he's going to benefit from the shift rules as well. Mm -hmm.
2: So like like rizzo i don't trust stanton to stay healthy um harrison bader it's like he's he might start he's got a strained oblique so i don't know if he's going to start you know the season on the IL or not mm-hmm. and then everything else after that Gleber torres dj lemay who had that one excellent season and fell off a cliff yeah we already soon had as soon as he got paid oh no 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 <laughs> Put the sack down. Put it down. (laughs) Let him make it. You just don't
1: like that I'm right. (laughs) Let
2: him make it. What was that? Six years, $90 million? Yeah. I remember that. I thought that was four years. But uh, going back, we already talked about Donaldson and Hicks being an issue. Jose Trevino, he. He'll be good. For, he's catcher good. <laughs> you always got to change your expectation for these catchers.
1: <laughs> because at the end of the day, you know, if you are relying on a catcher to be, you know, the center focal or the focal point of your offense, that's a huge ask. And, uh, concern, everything they
2: have to do it. with the pitching rotation.
1: Right. And you better hope he can live up to it because, you know, he's got enough on his plate dealing with the rotation. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if he's your your number eight hitter as projected, then yeah, I mean there's there's very little expectations for him, and, and that's fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Anthony Velope, is Velope, 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 I don't know. I've heard everyone pronounce it differently, and I have never heard from the And A- so, Anthony uh, V. Anthony, big Anthony V. What's he ever done? <laughs> <laughs> like he's their number one prospect he's the 11th ranked prospect in all of mlb like he's gonna be i think he's gonna be good like i mm-hmm. think he's i don't know if he's ever gonna reach like superstar level but he think he's gonna be good for the yank maybe like all-star level like i think he's gonna be really really good i'm not sure how much we should be putting on this guy as a rookie in, a, in new york you know mm-hmm. Of course. Like, if he puts together a season like um, Jeremy Pena had last year, that's a that's a wild success. But I feel like that might be – I don't know how he is defensively. I feel like that might be asking too much for a young guy. Right. What am I saying? Yeah, go out there and be a gold glove caliber player who hits 20-some home runs in the World Series
1: MVP. Right. There's only one other Yankee shortstop that's ever done that. And I don't think – I mean, look, if he were to come close to that, you give that scouting director a raise, a bonus, whatever.
2: I I was going to say you get ready to sign him to a long-term extension, but not with old man Anthony standing on each (laughs) other.
1: Look, he's got to prove himself first, in my opinion.
0: opinion.
1: <laughs> got to win four championships, three batting titles.
2: So you can win All money. the money, age of
1: 25. Yeah.
2: Then you might get a little money. You
1: might get a little two year extension. Yeah, maybe, we can move some, move, maybe we can move some some funds around and find a contract for you.
2: Anthony Screws over here, kind of hard, <laughs> keeping the purse uh, tight. <laughs> You win MVP, you get a nice shiny nickel out of it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but, but just going back to this team, I like the rotation, went healthy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just offensively is a question
0: mark
1: for them. Right. So, it, it you know, Makes one wonder,
0: mm-hmm.
1: why are they projected to win 96 games this season? You
2: know, I don't and that's know. that's a drop-off
1: from last year. Like, where, you know. Because they for they the longest time
2: games? last season, they played over their heads. Uh, you can look at their season before they took on the Astros and after they took on the Astros, and it's, like, night and day. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. 90, what was it, 96? do check. Yeah, 96. That's a lot to ask for an offense that's built around one man. Mm-hmm. if I was the gander guest, guess, I would say that comes from the pitching rotation and like believing in the fact that uh, Rodon and who's the other one? Severino aren't going to be out long term. Like that only hurts hurt you for a couple weeks at most. And so when you got those two guys and then you got Cole and Cortez and Jermon, like their rotation is going to be strong enough to take down any team. Yeah, well, that's why I think it's built in. But well, this is that over under ninety six wins. I think Still we're going to
1: say under. Yeah, I'm going under as well. And considering we we picked Tampa and Toronto to both go over their win projections of eighty seven mm-hmm. and eighty nine respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, which puts them in, which puts them in, in Yankee range based on our projection of them going under 96 of the Yankees going under 96 wins for some reason. I don't know. It still doesn't feel like a tight race between three teams. Although it could be, if, if that rotation is healthy, then it's, yeah, then it's a much it's a tight race for the for the uh for the division for that top um wildcard spot.
2: I think at the end of the year the Blue Jays are gonna win this division like by like five or six games.
1: I still believe they win the division as well. Um but when it comes to the wildcard spot, does the top wildcard team come out of the east as well?
0: Ooh, let me look at the
2: other teams. So, number one wildcard team does it come out the east. I know it's not coming out of the central,
1: of course. Not. So, for me, that leaves one team.
2: So, it just basically, it basically, you're just asking how do you feel about the Mariners? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Well, it's, we will say we're definitely for Mariners for another time, but yeah, yeah. man, I th- think I'm still going to give it to the Yankees with that pitching rotation.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. With a healthy rotation, that's more than fair.
2: But my question with the Yankees is what if, God forbid, knock on wood, Judge get hurt?
0: Ooh, man. And not not even like making
2: all this money, which oh Lord, here you go. Coming to Rob. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even projecting like something like he's out for the season or anything, but like what if it's something simple like? He just pulls a muscle or something. He has to go in on the DIL for two, three weeks. Right, right. Where's his team without him? Because we're seeing in Houston right now, we're gonna be without Jose Altuve for
1: oh yeah, two,
2: two, three months, something like that.
1: Yeah, how you know how much of an impact would would it you know how much of an impact would uh losing an Aaron judge or or even a rizzo um how much of an impact does that make on on the overall uh outlook for the for the Yankees
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know going forward yeah
2: and this is not us wishing injury on anyone let's right. get that out of your head we're just we're living this right now with one of our play our best players out so and even with Altuve out I feel confident in the Astros ability to just keep to plug someone in at second base and keep plunging ahead I don't feel that same way about the Yankees if God forbid Judge or even Rizzo were to get
1: hurt and someone like Stanton who has all of that power potential You know, again, unfortunately, it's a it's another case of. If not, it's unfortunately, it's another case of not if, but when he gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Let's say he's having a great start to the season and then ultimately gets hurt. How much of an impact does that have? Yeah,
2: apparently they're going to play Yankees manager Aaron Boone said on Wednesday that Stanton can play 40, 50, 60 games in the outfield
0: this season.
1: That's probably for the
0: best.
2: (laughs) See, last year, Stanton played 110 games. 2021, 139. Skipping the COVID season, 2019, only oh, played 18 games, and 2018, 158 games.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And even the projections on FanGraphs only project him to play somewhere between 123 to 100, 128 games. Jeez. We shall see. We shall see. All right, we're done with the AO East. Just one division left. And then
1: it's the only we'll one pick. that matters. Am I right? I said, yeah.
2: "Am I right?"
1: You're right, yes.
2: Ebenezer. You're right. So we're done with this. Next podcast will be on the AL West. We'll give you our predictions for that. Uh, division and then our AL MVPs and Cy Youngs, and then we will officially make our World Series
1: predictions.
0: Woo!
2: All right. Do you know yours? Because I already got mine.
1: Um, Halfway there. Okay.
2: Oh, geez. I wonder what half.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Oh, oh. Good news for the Yankees just came through on. Um, MLB.com Cut four
1: off the years presses. ago.
2: Yeah, president. Anthony Velope will be part of the New York Yankees opening day roster.
1: Hey, congratulations. Yes,
2: congratulations to that man. That's an awesome accomplishment. I actually hope he has a great career and has great games for every game he plays, except for the ones against the Astros. Uh, of course. All right. That's good. That's great. They give the young, I'm so glad they got rid of, they introduced that rule to like, um, if you have a, uh, a rookie coming up and he plays the entire season, like you get draft compensation, depending on where he is for rookie year or MVP and all that stuff, because I hate that shit where like, it was a young guy, you know, he has all the talent and, he, and he's ready to go. And then like, Oh, we're going to send you back down because you got to work on defense or whatever. And they just—it's blatantly obvious they were sending young guys down to to start the clock later, so they could get that super two uh, designation on them, so they could have an extra year in arbitration. Oh man! So I'm oh, glad we don't have. Super we two don't have.
1: Was so maddening back then. Yeah, I'm
2: glad they fixed. They did a little bit to fix that. So these young guys, when they're ready to play on opening day, just bring them up. Mm-hmm. All right, we are really, really done. Just had to get that fresh and hot. The uh, press. Anything you want to
1: say to people? Thanks for tuning in, as always. And some news of my own. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday, March thirtieth, opening day. In fact, I will be hosting trivia, first time ever. Yeah. At Star Sailor here in Houston, seventeen ten West Eighteenth Street. Starting at seven thirty, uh, there will be a round on baseball because it is opening day, of course, and there will be also a round on wrestling, pro wrestling, because it is WrestleMania weekend next week. So, uh, and then some other stuff. You know, there, there'll be other rounds. But if you're in the Houston area, come on out, come check it out, and uh, let's have some fun. Yeah, yeah, I'll show up.
2: Hey, all right. Yeah, I'll be there for a little bit. Try not to get too hammered because I have to work the next day, unfortunately. <laughs> all right. um, thank you all for listening, sharing, downloading. Um, one thing we ask, if you please leave a review, it helps us in the uh, algorithm, you know, Google, all that stuff. Also helps us feel better when you guys put those five-star reviews. Only five stars. No four stars. <laughs> right. All right. That's all for us. We'll be back later on this week with the um, AOS. West. We'll also have a podcast maybe on Friday talking a little Wrestlemania. Get that out. And I uh, hope you all enjoy. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later. <laughs>